Welcome to Cage Minds. I'm Micah Frankel. Joining me right now is unbeaten 31 and 0, Abel Mendoza. Sir, on vacation, everything. Thank you for the time. How are you doing? Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Man, yeah, been a while. We've been trying to get this interview together. I appreciate you taking the time today. So, first off, congratulations on the last win, number 31, picking up the 24th knockout. Walk everybody through it real quick for the people that didn't see the fight. Um, well, um, I just kind of, you know, slowed him down with the body shots. He, he came on pretty strong and aggressive and uh, just knew I had to break him down. And that's exactly what I did with the body shots. Slowed him down. 31-0, and 0, how does that hit you overall, hearing that number, seeing what you've accomplished to this point? It's crazy, you know, 31 and 0. I used to look up when I was an amateur, I would look up to guys that were 10 and 0. And now me being 31 and 0, it's uh, unbelievable. You know, I hope I, I plan on next year getting that world title shot, though, for sure. What is the focus? What do you think it's going to take to get where you want to go? Um, I think that we might have to um, maybe fight for an eliminator or another um, regional belt. And I think that after that, we'll fight for a world title. Or who knows, if the opportunity comes, maybe they'll just offer us the, the title shot the next fight. We'll, we'll see. There, there's so many we're different ready. belts out there. Yeah. Did you have one in particular, WBC, WBO, IBF, IBA, which way you want to go? Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I'd fight for all of them, you know. Uh, I just want to be a world champion, and uh, that's the main objective. Coming from the humble beginnings that you've started with, I'm not sure everybody knows about your story. Uh, just reading up a little bit on it, it, there's some incredible adversities that you've already overcome to get to where you're at in your career. Uh, but I want to start off at the beginning, actually. When did you find the sport? My um, dad put me in it. He put my older brother in it. So I was always around it because my older brother was in it. And um, my dad, he wanted to be a pro boxer and to be a world champion. And so he put me and my brothers in it. But I don't think they were as passionate as I was. I think they just did it because um, they were, uh, you know, my dad kind of forced them. But um, I think I was more passionate overall about it. When did you realize that you had really connected with the sport, that this was really for you? I think I've always just had it in me. I've always enjoyed um, putting on the gloves and, and uh, enjoyed the sport, really. You know, I've always dreamed of being a world champion, and I'm getting closer and closer to making those dreams come true. Do you remember what it was like that first time your dad put the gloves on? Uh, no, I was way too young. <laughs> Uh, he, I've been had well, on on for about four or five. I remember being a a little kid, and you know, four or five years old, in the glove, having the gloves on, and you know, um, putting them on against my older brother, <laughs> and it's just amazing. You know, one time I think my dad told him, my older brother, "Hey, take it easy on him," and I said, "No, let him go hard." 
you you've always had it. you've always liked the challenge you always won that competition yeah yeah <laughs> and how much was it your brother there pushing you or just you pushing yourself to be like your brother in those early days uh it was awesome you know because um i wanted to be like him you know i saw him he he was um i think in i'm from a small town and he was the first one to win state um the state jails and i wanted to you know continue those footsteps and and uh, i was grateful and i i won the nationals you know so i took it to the next level now it's a small town in texas you came from right yes mm-hmm. what's the name the name is called uh, Pecos, Texas. Population, I mean, no more than 10,000 people. No more than 10,000. Uh, what is it down there? What's it like down there? Uh, there's a whole bunch of nothing. You know, we, there was, um, back in the day, there was a lot of cantaloupes. And that's what the uh, town was known for, having the best cantaloupes. Uh, home of the world's first rodeo as well. And, and at what point did you realize that, that your dreams were bigger than, than that small town? I've always dreamed of it, you know, uh, always have. I've just, um, I mean, I've always dreamed of it, you know, going to, and competing at that level and, and being here where I'm at. And I'm not sure if this is true. I heard at a young age, you left home and went out on your own. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, I think I was uh, like 16. I had to leave because I had to, I actually made the Olympic team. I got dual citizenship and um, I made the Olympic team and I had to, of course, leave home and, and train out there for a bit. Uh, I decided to leave because I wanted to finish high school, but um at one point, yeah, I mean, I had to do what I had to do to make these dreams come true. What was that training like, Olympic caliber? Uh, it was awesome, you know. I see those guys right now on ESPN. I see these guys, um, you know, fighting on the these huge undercars. Uh, it's awesome, you know, seeing these guys do good and knowing that I was there with them and, you know, we're all on the same path. When you're watching them on, on ESPN, everything, are, are you thinking about, well, what do I got to do to get one of these fights to at least, you know, get some exposure? Well, I know what I got to do with it. I got to, you know, sign a contract to one of these promoters, but I want to stay as independent as long as possible. And how hard is that in this industry? Uh if, uh, for someone like me, it's hard. It's really hard, but um, it could, anything is possible, you know. My main thing is hopefully get a world title shot without being with a promoter and hopefully get that pretty soon. Now, we talked about it. You've seen these guys. You've been in competition with them. At what point do you settle down where you call home now and that's El Paso, right? Yeah, yeah. At what point did you settle down there? Um, I think when I graduated high school there, I thought, you know, this is uh, this is home, you know. And I've had a lot of people that have um, helped me out throughout my journey from El Paso. So I think uh, El Paso is uh, what, what I call home now. And 
tell us about the team and the people that you work with. I currently have my training camp in San Diego. Uh, my coach's name is Dynamite. And um, we have a good camp out there. We we go out there and um, there's a lot of pros out there. Uh, and it's, it's a good camp. Uh, you know, I'm focused out there. We got a good, you know, strength and conditioning coach. Um, good environment, healthy environment. And that's what I enjoy about it. And so you go back and forth, right? You still live in El Paso, yeah. but you do your camps out in San Diego. Yeah, I go a lot of uh, a lot um, home back in the Odessa Million area, so I'm there a lot too. But you know, El Paso's home. So I'm guessing, just overall, where you're still staying sharp, you bounce around to a lot of gyms. You get a lot of different looks. Yeah, I get a lot of different looks when I have to get ready for my for my fight. Of course, I go to camp um, in. Uh, San Diego, but I've gotten a lot of different looks from a lot of uh, different gyms. So, so what's that like, get, having that freedom kind of, you get to move around, you're not tied to just like one particular space? It's good, you know, it's good uh, because uh, my coach understands that I'm not always there and he knows I got to be in the gym all the time. So uh, he, he understands and um, – you know, I wish I could be um, 24-7 back um, in San Diego, but, um, you know, it's not where my family's at. So I go a lot back home to Odessa Midland and uh, also El Paso. And, uh, you know, we, we do, do what we got to do. So obviously right there, family very important to you. Yeah. And being near them, that, that's just something positive and good energy for you? Yeah. 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 What has that been like having that connection with boxing started with your family and now to see the success that it's brought you and the family? Good. You know, I'm, I'm happy. My family is happy for me. They're, you know, proud of me. I want to make sure and you know, of course, bring them back, back on that world title. So hopefully I get that done soon. 31 fights. That, that's a lot of rounds. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of lessons learned, but what are some of the most important ones that stick with you about this game? Um, I Just being, not cheating yourself. You know, I think that's one thing that I've learned is you can't cheat yourself. Only you who know who you are and and I've learned that in life you know you can't cheat yourself so um I'm happy that uh, the game has taught me this it's not world titles but but I know already you look at the resume you look at your record there's quite a few championship belts that you won what was it like getting that first professional minor title oh the first one I got the WBC uh Fricker box and it was awesome you know it was um it was a great feeling, a great emotion. Uh, I knew it was just one step closer to getting that world title. We know that world title is the ultimate goal. But so far to this point at 31-0, which one of your wins was your favorite? I think the, my favorite one was um, probably the WBC belt. The WBC belt uh, meant a lot to me. Um, 
my last fight. Also, you know, of course, the guy have had fought for three uh, world titles. So, you know, I made a statement there. The last one at End of the Mountain Gods, you share the card with two legends, Marco Antonio Barrera, Daniel Ponce de Leon. What's it like to be backstage, to be at the press conferences, to be rubbing elbows along two guys that you looked up to? Oh, it was, oh, it was awesome. You know, they good people, really good people, really nice. And, uh, you know, just um, knowing that there were world champions in my weight class also. So I felt like, you know, they kind of passed the torch to me and hopefully I take over soon. You're looking to take over. You want the world title fight. There's a lot of belts out there. Is there one guy in the division specifically that you feel is the name that you would need to defeat to become that number one overall out of all of them? Yeah, we're, we're working actually um, Leo Santa Cruz for my next fight. So hopefully we'll get things done and we'll take him on. Not just the world title, but after this journey that you've been on, what, what would it mean just to finally get that fight that you deserve? Um, it would mean a lot, you know, it would, I think, um, I think we're close. We're really close to making that uh, dream come true. And I think it's going to happen this upcoming year. You know, we're going to get that shot. And not to just, continue about boxing uh, step outside of that real quick for a moment I don't think it was this last win but the previous one I believe you celebrated by donating your time I believe to some charity work yeah yeah that's what I like to do because you know I know what it's like to be uh, in need and help so I would like I always try to do what I can to give back well Real quick to open up the story, uh, tell us about that time. When was it that time when you were in the need and in need of something like that? Uh, you know, when I went out to California, I was, uh, had gone through some difficult times. And so, um, you know, I, like I said, I know what it's like to be in that position. And, um, uh, you know, I, I want to do what I can to, to give back. And um, this, um, for this Christmas, also plan on going to the children's hospital and, you know, um, giving them some Christmas presents. Oh, man. Champ, that is awesome. That's a great way to give back. And I've already stolen a bunch of your vacation time. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were here and able to give me this interview. Yeah, man, definitely wanted to shine some light on the great stuff that you're doing, the great performances you're putting on here. The recognition needs to be known. Not every tremendous fighter right now is on ESPN or DAZN. There's still a couple somehow falling through the cracks, and you definitely deserve an opportunity on one of those big stages. Thank you. Thank you. Well, before I let you go, I need you to let everybody know how they can follow you on the social media. We've got to build that up so more people are talking about you. Yeah, um, they can follow me on Instagram. I am King Abel. Or they can follow me, add me on Facebook, Abel Mendoza. Abel, again, thank you for the time, sir. Thank you. Thank you.